Hi, everybody. This is Pastor Scott George, and welcome to Pine Castle United Methodist Church. This is our worship service, our weekly worship service, and people all over Central Florida are worshiping with us uh, together. I want to welcome you. Thank you uh, for being with us. It's going to be a great, great service. Today, we're looking at the wonderful hymn, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. In just a few moments, I'm going to come back and to give you that wonderful message, we've got uh, a children's message planned. Uh, we have wonderful worship, and it's really, really going to be a great service. I'm so glad uh, you're with us. Uh, get your Bible, uh, get your family together, and just know that as we are worshiping together, God is honored, and we're going to glorify Him. I'm looking forward to our time this Sunday as we get together today to worship. So uh, hang on, it's going to be really, really good. Let's go into worship right now, and let's begin our service. And I'll be back in a few minutes. Our church is singing, I search the world. And I search the world. But it couldn't fill me. Empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. You came along and put me back together. Now every desire is now satisfied hearing your love. Oh, there's nothing. Oh, there's nothing better than you. Oh, there's nothing better than you. Oh, there's nothing. Nothing is better than you. I'm not afraid to show you my weakness. Failures and flaws, but you've seen them all. Still, you call me friend. Cause the God of the mountains is the God of the valleys. And there's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me again. Oh, there's nothing, oh, there's nothing better than you, oh, there's nothing better than you, oh, there's nothing, nothing is better than you, oh, there's nothing better than you. Nothing is better than you. You turn morning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. Turn morning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. As you turn grace into gardens. You turn bones into armies. Turn eyes into highways. You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can. Oh, there's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing. 
better than you, Lord, there's nothing, nothing is better than you. Amen. What an awesome time of worship. Thank you, Aaron. Such a blessing. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining our live stream. We are so glad you're here. Take a moment to follow us on Facebook to be notified of future live events. Add your voice to the conversation by engaging in the comments and hit that share button to spread the good news with your friends and your family. Speaking of sharing the good news, Every week, we like to give you the opportunity to be a positive influence on social media. We call it PC Share. And this week's suggested post is this. What you're leaning on will determine your future. 
Leaning on the Everlasting Arms is the hymn that Pastor Scott will be delving into during his message a little later. But take a moment right now to go ahead and post that on social media. And when you do, go ahead and tag us. We're at Pinecastle UMC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This Wednesday, the 19th, from 11 a.m. to noon, you can join us for drive through Communion. This service of Holy Communion will be safe, simple, and short. Our pastors and staff will be standing outside the front of the church with communion elements ready to greet you and remind you how much God loves you. You may bring your whole family with you. When you arrive, stay in your car. We'll be following health guidelines, including face masks and gloves, and observing social distancing when serving you. Pastor Scott and Pastor John will come to you with prepackaged communion elements to serve you and pray with you. You can find out more information about our drive-through communion service on our website, pinecastleumc.com. This Thursday, the 20th, join us for our monthly community prayer meeting at 6 p.m. in the chapel. Out of care and concern for our community, we're requiring that everyone wear a mask and observe social distancing for this event as well. Visit our website to find out all the latest information. That's where we'll keep you up to date about what we're planning and, and when we believe it's safe to resume in-person worship. At this time, online worship is the safest approach, so we'll continue to live stream our worship services each Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. on Facebook and at any time on demand on our website. You know, this isn't what anyone expected. Our lives have been put on hold, but even in the midst of all these unknowns, be reminded of God's word to us in the scriptures. God says, fear not. This wasn't what we expected. We were supposed to be at work. We were supposed to be with friends and family. A birthday postponed, graduation delayed, a celebration canceled, recitals and concerts alone. Times have changed. And today we remember that God is still on the throne. He is still in command of the universe. God is the one in control. And we remember the scripture that says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. Good morning kids. Today, I want to share with you about prayer. We are in our series about God leading and guiding us. Well, prayer is how we can go to God and ask him to lead us and guide us and give us direction. I want to share with you Jeremiah 33 verses 2 and 3. And they say, I made the earth. I formed it. I sat it in place. The Lord is my name. I read that verse to you because I actually want you to know that this next verse is God talking. And he says, call out to me. I will answer you. I will tell you great things you do not know. And unless I do, you wouldn't be able to find out about them. God said in that verse, call out to me. Well, you know, there are times when I say a silent prayer. And there are times when I might whisper to God. And there have even been times when I've shouted to God because I really, really, really want to know he's there. This verse says, call to me. And then it goes on to say, I will answer you. I will tell you great things you do not know. And unless if I do, you wouldn't find out about them. Well, you know what? We need a call to him. But then I'll share something else. It's time to be quiet. It's time to lean in and see what he has to say. It's time to be still. Because the Bible says that God speaks in a still, quiet voice. I personally think that maybe he says that so that we're quiet enough to listen very carefully and pay very close attention. When God comes and he answers your prayer, you may not hear him actually talk out loud, but you're going to know deep inside that he just shared something very special with you, something that he will share with 
only you. It's a secret for you and God. When I asked God to show me how to share this verse with you, he showed me a treasure chest. We are like the treasure chest and God sees beautiful things in us and has great and mighty things for us. Things that are hidden that we may not even know. Secrets that he wants to share with us. And you know, when you call out to him and you say, God, I need help. Show me your way. God, give me direction. God, help me understand. God, I'm really sad today. Will you make me happy? Will you take my tears away? God, I'm angry. I am really mad. Help me to be happy. God, I want to spend time with you. Show me something special today. God will show you beautiful things. God will show you amazing things. God has secrets to share with you. When you're sad, he's gonna comfort you like he's giving you a great big hug. When you are angry, he's gonna calm you down and help you be happy. When you don't understand, he's gonna help you understand. God has all these wonderful things for you. You just need to call out to him. But one thing I've also learned God doesn't show us everything at one time. You know, I just opened up my treasure chest and showed it all to you at one time. God doesn't do that. God shows us little pieces, little bits, just enough. Because if he showed us everything, we might not keep going to him. And we have a lifetime that we need to spend with God, that we should want to and desire to spend with God. And something else very important that I want you to know is that God is always there. God will never leave you, but God will never force himself upon you either. He wants you to call to him and he's gonna say, I'm right here next to you. Lean on me, spend time with me. I will show you amazing things, but you need to call to him for him to reveal to you. Let's pray right now and thank God for being there, for never leaving us, and for revealing some beautiful things to us. Fold your hands, close your eyes, and say, Dear God, thank you that you love me and that you want to spend time with me, that when I'm sad, you'll make me happy, and when I'm angry, you will calm me down. And when I don't understand, you will show me the way. When I need to know where to go or how to get there, you're gonna share that with me. Thank you, God. Thank you for the secrets. Thank you for the marvelous things that only you know that we can discover together. In Jesus' name, amen. Kids, time for me to go. But I want to pass it off to Pastor John and I know he's got something very beautiful and very special he's going to share with us about giving our tithes and our offerings today. Bye. Have a great week. Good morning. I am thankful for another day to worship the Lord with you. The last few Sundays, I've been referring to why I tithe and why we tithe as Christians. And the reason why I tithe, putting very simply, is I like it. But, biblically speaking, beware of legalism. Some churches, some pastors uh, advocate that you tithe, that if you don't tithe, you lose your salvation. That is unbiblical, unreasonable, and unloving notion that's false. But, however, if you really want to enjoy your salvation, you tithe. That's fact. 
Tithing isn't about God's needing our money, your money. Tithing is about us needing him. He needs us. Wise people know that all their money belongs to God. Jesus said it best in Matthew, the sixth chapter, 19th verse. He said, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. And this last verse, 21, is so, so relevant. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So in order to enjoy our salvation and keep our hearts in sync with God, we tithe. Therefore, it's time for the offering. Let us pray. God, we give these tithes and offerings to you today, knowing that you first gave them to us. Use them to let others find the beauty of their salvation and the enjoyment that results from knowing Jesus. In his name, amen. What a great time of uh, worship that we've had this morning. I want to thank all of our entire staff who has done really a remarkable job uh, these past few months. It has been extremely difficult uh, navigating through this. You know, I've been in ministry for almost 40 years now, and uh, I can't think of anything that comes near to what we have experienced. And uh, we are grateful uh, for the wonderful, dedicated, committed staff, everyone who makes this uh, telecast possible. And they work behind the scenes and they've been working all summer and we're, we're anxious to get back and, and in just a few, few short weeks, we will be gathering again in in-person worship. Uh, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your patience. Thank you uh, for considering others uh, better than yourself. And uh, we look forward, uh, as I know you do, to getting back to a time of worship. So I'm in the chapel here today 
And I'm just reminded of all the wonderful saints who come in here uh, on a weekly basis and uh, to saturate this place with prayer. They're praying for you. They're praying for the church. They're praying for our country. And um, really are grateful for uh, the prayers that go up in this beautiful chapel. It's a beautiful place of peace. I come here often and uh, it's uh, just really, really a place of uh, tremendous peace and comfort to come into this place. Today, uh, I want you to get your uh, Bibles open and I'm gonna give you a, a couple minute warning. We're gonna go to 2 Chronicles. So I want you to go in your Bible, 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 20, 26. And we're gonna be looking at today um, a beautiful hymn of the church. Many of you know we're in a year long series on uh, the hymns of the church, hymns for help, hope, and healing. And uh, this particular hymn is, is very, very uh, uh, special uh, to me. It's called Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. You know, I grew up as a, as a, as a pastor's kid. I didn't grow up listening to Elvis or the Beatles. I was in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, prayer on Thursday, and summer camps all year long. And as a little kid, this song is one of the songs that I remember. I remember uh, in, we, we would go for summer camps all summer long up in Michigan. And I remember just as hundreds of kids were there for camp, uh, singing this song, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms didn't appreciate it as a kid, but growing up and, and, and uh, as I become older, a little bit more mature, uh, that song resonates uh, with me. And you'll see in a few minutes. As a kid, I didn't understand it. I didn't um, have a full knowledge of the meaning of the song, but uh, it stuck with me. And it's been a, a great source of strength and peace uh, over all, all these years, and I'm so glad to be looking at this, uh, at this hymn uh, today. I wanna to tell you a little bit about the hymn, and then I'm gonna show you something really, really special and actually play the hymn for you. It, it was uh, written by Anthony Showalter in 1887. Anthony was a prolific writer of hymns, and this was his most famous hymn. He was a teacher, and um, he got, he, he received several letters from his students that had graduated and, and uh, wrote him and both the letters had the same they were had the same common theme and the common theme was that the students wives had died and here he was going to respond to these former students and he was a little bit perplexed a little bit unsure of what to say and he used the, 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 the scripture in Deuteronomy 33, verse 27. And here it is. It says, the eternal God is thy refuge. And underneath are the everlasting arms. And that was the phrase, the scripture that he used to encourage his former students. And then after he wrote those letters, he was just uh, struck with that phrase, everlasting arms. And because of that, he wrote uh, the hymn, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Let me read just the, uh, the verses to you. And I'm gonna show you something that's really gonna be very, very, very powerful. It says, um, what a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine, leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. Verse two. Oh, how sweet to walk in this pilgrim way, leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, how bright the path grows from day to day, leaning on the everlasting arms. And verse three. What have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms. I have blessed peace with my Lord so dear, leaning on the everlasting arms. I want to take you to a, a, a video that um, I shot and it was, I believe, October 4th. And we were in the ICU down at uh, Jackson South Memorial. 
and Austin was in intensive care. And at the time, not many people were coming down because we didn't know the situation. It was so very early. And a dear friend of ours, uh, Michael Clater, uh, told us that he was going to come down. His, his, his mom, Merrill, is a great friend of mine and Tammy's for years. She's the pastor at uh, College Park United Methodist. And uh, they informed us that Michael was going to come down and he was going to bring his guitar. So we didn't really know what to expect, although we did expect that he would come bringing peace and hope. Uh, Michael works up in Gainesville at Shands Hospital, and for his career, he goes from room to room and he sings and he plays songs on his guitar for the patients. Uh, amazing ministry, amazing gift, amazing talent. And so Michael came down and, and we were just a few weeks into this. We didn't know the magnitude, we didn't know um, how long this battle was gonna be. And uh, we were tired, we were weary, we were exhausted, we were frustrated, all the emotions that you can imagine as a parent having your child uh, unconscious for 52 days. And um, at, at the time, I, as you know, I was listening to the hymns of the church. And Michael uh, came down, got his guitar, and uh, lo and behold, uh, one night he came and we sat in his room and we filled that room with, with hope. We filled that room with praise. We filled that room with God's presence. We had always prayed and worshiped, and, and, but this night was particularly very, very beautiful. And we sat around uh, in Austin's room and uh, Michael uh, played this song, Leaning on the Everlasting Arm. Now, I gotta be honest with you, I forgot that I taped it, I forgot that I had it, but when I started to study for this service and our time together, I was reminded that we have a video. And so we're gonna go right now into a video in Austin's ICU room, and we're gonna play Michael Clater singing leaning on the everlasting arms. It is a beautiful, beautiful, you can sense God's presence, you can sense the hope that took place when he came. And, and, and Michael's gonna sing that song and I just want you to uh, just sit back and just uh, enjoy this and allow this song to minister to you as it did to us. Let's go to that song now, worship leaning on the everlasting arms.
I am so grateful for Michael and his gift and the way he ministered to us uh, that night. And what a great memory. Uh, I'm grateful for uh, Mr. Showalter writing that hymn. I'm grateful for uh, Michael singing that song and filling us with hope. I want to talk to you today about uh, what does it mean when you and I lean on the everlasting arms? What, is it, what does it mean? How do we lean on the everlasting arms? I'm going to get, going to get a few, just uh, three, three points uh, today as we look into what it means to lean on the everlasting arms. Before we go there, I want you to go, I told you to go to Second uh, Chronicles uh, chapter 26. And I'm going to just give you a biblical story that you can relate to uh, this hymn. And it's, it's, the chapter is highlighting the life of Uzziah. Now, Uzziah was a king. He was a king of Judah. Uh, if you read verse, uh, chapters 26, you will see this guy was a star in the making. He was a young king, but he was brilliant. Uh, he was one of those guys that everything his hands touched it turned to gold. He was a, a, a brilliant engineer. He created weapons and swords and uh, machines, and he was known all over Israel. Uzziah was a gifted young man. You, you know people like that. You look at them, everything they touch turns to gold. They just seem to, to, seem to, to uh, have success wherever they go. Uzziah was one of those guys. And look in uh, chapter 26 of 2 Chronicles chapter 26. And look at verse 5. It says, And he sought God during the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. So here is Uzziah. He was a young man. And the scripture says that as long as he sought the Lord... Watch this. As long as he leaned on God, as long as his focus was on God, the Bible says that God gave him success. It says it so much that his fame spread over all of Israel and he was successful. God's hand was upon him. Uh, I think it's interesting. Uzziah, his name means God is my strength. You see, when you lean on Jesus, you are declaring, God, you are my strength. Can I tell you something? When I was in that ICU room with my family, with Austin and my entire family down there, we were seeking God. God was our strength. Watch this. We were leaning on Jesus. That's all we had. We weren't leaning on the doctors. We weren't leaning on his insurance. We weren't leaning on the government. We were leaning on Jesus. And the Bible says that as long as Uzziah sought the Lord, as long as Uzziah leaned on Jesus, as long as Uzziah focused on him, God made him successful. Church, Pine Castle, let me tell you, God wants to put his hand upon you to make you succeed. And the key is, as long as you seek him, as long as you focus on him, as long as you lean on Jesus, God's going to have his hand upon you to prosper you, to bless you so that God can get glory. And Uzziah experienced incredible success. Well, watch this. One day he woke up and he got on the internet and he started to read his reviews and he started, started to see how many hits he had on his Facebook account. And suddenly Uzziah became full of pride. And he no longer leaned on Jesus. He was now leaning on himself. He was no longer focused on Christ. He was leaning and focusing on himself. And there's a powerful scripture here in 2 Chronicles chapter 26. And it starts with, starts with verse 15. His fame spread far and wide. And he became very, very powerful, the Bible says. But verse 16. But Uzziah became powerful. His pride led to his downfall. See, he was leaning on Jesus. He was focused on Christ. His, his attention and his affection was in the right place and God made him to succeed. But, but, but he came to a point where he said, you know what? I'm not going to lean on God anymore. 
I'm not gonna look to him anymore. I've got this covered, I've got this handle, I can do this. And his pride led to his downfall. And at the end of this chapter, the Bible says clearly that Uzziah, watch this, he was struck with leprosy. And another king came and replaced him. And you know what? There was a new kid in town. And one of my, one of my favorite songs of the Eagles is there's a new kid in town. And this is what happened. Uzziah became a leper. God took his hand from his life. He was struck with leprosy and his legacy was not the great things that he had accomplished. His legacy now was that he was a leper. There was a new kid in town and Uzziah's legacy was not his great success. It was the fact that his pride led to his downfall and he was a leper. And after his name, for the rest of his life, it said Uzziah the leper. I think that speaks to all of us, doesn't it? What is gonna be said about you? What is gonna be said about me? What is gonna be said of us? Is it gonna be said that, that we are a people whose God is our strength and we're gonna lean on Jesus in the good times and the bad times? Are we gonna lean on him or are we gonna just come to that place where we say, you know what, we got this covered. We don't need to lean on anything. We don't need to lean on anybody. It's a sign of weakness to lean on somebody. And can I tell you something? You're leaning on something. Your entire life, you have leaned on something or somebody. And I wanna encourage you that, that, that the, the way to get through life the way to get through tough times, the way to get through hardship is to lean on Jesus. And Mr. Showalter wrote this song for us, leaning on the everlasting arms to remind us that we can't do this on our own. We can't make it on our own. We can't navigate through life in our own strength and our own power. We need to lean on somebody and you're leaning on something and it better be on Jesus. It better be on the everlasting arms. I'm so grateful as a young boy, I heard this song and it reminded me, Scott, lean on the everlasting arms. That's your only hope. That's the only way you're gonna get through. So let me give you three points here on, and I'm gonna take this great hymn and we're just gonna go through this. I'm gonna take each verse and kind of give you a point. So if you're with me this morning, say amen. Amen, I heard you. Number one. When you lean on Jesus, number one, it boosts your confidence. Look what he says here in this, in this hymn. Leaning on the everlasting arms. What a fellowship, what a joy divine. Leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine. Leaning on the everlasting arms. You see, when you make the conscious decision that you're gonna lean on Jesus, this hymn tells us there's, there's fellowship, there's joy, there's blessedness, and there's peace. And that builds confidence in you. See, our confidence is in God. Our confidence is looking to Him. Our confidence is, is to put our focus on Him and Him alone. And when He does that, He fills us with fellowship, he fills us with joy, he fills us with blessedness, and he fills us with peace, and it boosts confidence. Let me ask you a question this morning. Who is your confidence in? Your confidence had better be in Jesus. Because if your confidence is in the elected leaders, you're gonna be highly disappointed. You know, we got an election coming up here in a few, a few, uh, few weeks. And, and you know what? My confidence is not in the Republican Party or the Democratic Party, or the Independent Party, my confidence is in God. And when my confidence is in Him, and I'm leaning on Him, it doesn't matter what happens around us, because our focus, our attention, is on Him today. You're seeing a lot of political ads, seeing a lot of political signs. And I'll tell you what, my confidence is not in a man, not in a party, my confidence is in God, in God alone. And when you lean on Jesus and lean on his everlasting arms, it boosts your confidence in the greatest source of strength known to man. And that is Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Many of you know that um, I just got back from my, my annual fishing uh, trip in Idaho. And what a great time it was. Um, 
I think we're gonna show a, a picture of a couple of fish that I caught. Just to, just, I don't wanna receive any glory. I want God to receive all the glory today, but God made some beautiful fish and they were big fish. And by the way, let me just say this, they look a lot bigger in person than they do in picture. So whatever you think that the size of that fish is, add two or three inches because that's the, God makes big, beautiful fish. So I was in Idaho fishing with some pastors and we do it every year. And I learned something real uh, uh, powerful uh, this, this past week. We were on a river um, and the rocks were huge and the water is fast. And you know, I'm getting a little bit older and I can't move around quite as good as I used to. And in years past, I would just hop out of the boat and I'd be able to navigate through those rocks and the waters and catching all the fish that I would catch. But this year I needed a little bit of stability. And it didn't take me long before I figured out that I needed a stick, a walking stick to help me be confident in the river. Cause I had fallen a couple times. And I'll tell you what, you don't want to fall in these rivers. They are massive, they are big, and they can sweep you away. So it didn't take me long to figure out that I needed to go find a stick. And so I took a few minutes away from catching big fish, and I went up into the woods and I found me a stick. Now, there's a picture of it here on your screen. That's me holding the, holding the stick in front of the fly shop. And that stick for me gave me confidence because the water was raging, uh, the rocks were slippery. It was very dangerous. But when I had that stick, I don't know what it was about that. I was able to navigate through the river. And guess what? I didn't fall the entire trip after I got that stick. Now, why do I tell you this? When you're leaning on the everlasting arms, that builds confidence. Your confidence is like that stick. That stick is that stability. That stick is that source of strength. That stick gives you the ability to navigate through life. And that stick is Christ, Jesus, God. He is our source of strength. And when you lean on the everlasting arms, you may get hit, you may get swept, you may fall, but you have a confidence knowing that you are trusting in someone bigger than yourself. And that's Christ. And when you have that stick, when you have that confidence, when you have that source that you can lean on, it helps to navigate through life. Life is painful. Life is hard. Life is difficult. And you better be leaning on something. And when you lean on Jesus, he helps to boost your confidence in him. Uh, let me read a verse of scripture to you. This is... This is um, in Proverbs, you all know this scripture, Proverbs 3. I've, I've read this a million times. What a great source of strength uh, and peace. Proverbs 3, uh, 5 and 6. Listen to what this says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Verse 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. What I love about this, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not. See, when I had that stick in the river, I was leaning on that stick. When you're leaning on the everlasting arms, you are leaning not in your own power and your own strength, but you're leaning on Christ. And there is such a strong power. And Uzziah in 2 Chronicles faced this. He was leaning on his own strength. He was leaning on his own experience. He was leaning on his own intellect. And Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. There's somebody here today that needs to hear this. Somebody here today watching that you are trusting in your own ability, your own power, your own strength. You think you've arrived. You think you've got it figured out. You think now that you've arrived at this mature age that you've got it all figured out. Proverbs says, and by the way, the writer of Proverbs, Solomon, his name means safety. You want to be safe in an unsafe world? Don't lean on your own understanding. Lean on the rock. Lean on Jesus. Lean on that stick that gives you the confidence that you're going to have to navigate through life. Trust in the Lord all you are. Lean not on your own understanding. 
In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Number one, when you lean on Jesus, uh, it will help you build confidence. Number two, when you lean on Jesus, watch this, it removes or eliminates fear. Let me read this verse to you from this great hymn. What have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms. I have blessed peace with my Lord so near, leaning on the everlasting arms. When you're leaning on Christ, he removes fear. You know what? There's a lot of people that are gripped with fear. And if I were to take you to Starbucks and we go get a cup of coffee and sit down just for a few minutes together, if I'd ask you this question, what are you afraid of? I bet there are just literally dozens and dozens of people. You know exactly what you're afraid of. Fear is a powerful force. And so is faith. Faith is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. And let me just say this. It takes the same amount of energy to live by faith as it does to live by fear. When you live by fear, that fear demands energy. When you live by faith, faith demands energy. And you're either going to live in one of two dimensions. Either you're going to live in the dimension of fear or you're going to live in the dimension of faith. But whatever you choose, it's the same amount of energy. See, the Bible says the just will live by faith. And God wants you to live by faith today. And when you're leaning on the everlasting arms, you're living by faith. You're saying, God... I can't do this. God, I don't know where to go. God, I don't know how to navigate through this. So I'm going to put my trust in you. Watch this. I'm going to take that energy that is in me and I'm going to point it towards faith versus pointing it towards fear. Same amount of energy. And you're living in one of the two camps. When you trust in Jesus, the Bible says that you can live full of faith and fear can be removed in your life. Up on the screen, you're going to have this scripture here. 2 Timothy chapter uh, 1, verse 7. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. See, fear is a spirit. Faith is a spirit. And I want you to make the decision today that you're going to lean on the everlasting arms. And that means that you're not going to give in to fear. I was talking to someone uh, this week and I uh, mentioned to them this principle that fear can grip you. Fear can dominate your heart and your life. Fear can, 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 can cause you to do things that you don't want to do. But so can faith. And you get to make the choice today. You get to either live by faith or you get to live by fear. And the writer of this beautiful hymn, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms, says, What have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. I have blessed peace with my Lord so near. Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. I pray today that you will allow fear to be removed from your life. What are you afraid of today? Identify that fear. Identify it. Don't focus on it, but put a name to it. Come to an understanding between you and God that this is a fear that's gripping your life. And say, God, I don't want to have this spirit of fear. I want to have a spirit of faith. God, help me to focus on you. Help me to focus on the everlasting arms that will help me to live by faith and not by fear. And I pray that a spirit of fear will be removed from you uh, today. It's a gripping fear. It's a gripping spirit. It's a controlling spirit. It will limit you. It will keep you from becoming all that God wants you to be. And we all have fears. But we need to come to the place where we say, God, I'm going to lean on you today. And as I'm leaning on the everlasting arms, what do I to dread? What have I to fear? Help me to live by faith. And I speak today in the name of Jesus. 
that a spirit of faith will come into your life and your heart and your spirit and your family. Moms, that you won't live by fear. You know, that your children will pick up on that spirit of fear that's in you and they will have that same fear because they picked it up from you. They saw you live in fear. Grandmas and grandpas, you live in fear and your children will pick that up and they'll live in fear. It gets passed down because they've seen you operate in that spirit of fear for so long and they pick it up. It's contagious. Fear is contagious. But guess what? So is faith. So whatever you're afraid of today, confront it, address it, look at it, speak to it and declare today that you are going to be free from fear today and you're going to live by faith. Because when you trust in Jesus, I love this, he boosts your confidence. Number two, he removes your fear. And then number three, quickly, when you lean on Jesus, he releases hope, hope. Look what the writer says. Oh, how sweet to walk in this pilgrim way, leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, how bright the path grows from day to day, leaning on the everlasting arms. I love that phrase. Oh, how bright the path grows from day to day. When you lean on Jesus, that releases hope. What is hope? Hope is a future expectation of good. And when you're filled with hope, you're filled with faith, and you're leaning on Jesus, the path gets brighter and it grows every single day because you're living in a spirit of hope. Or some of you have been so disappointed. Some of you, these past couple months, you've just tasted defeat after defeat after defeat. When you begin to choose to lean on Jesus, the path grows brighter day by day, and hope is released in you because you're putting your trust in God. When you trust in Jesus, he, he boosts confidence. Number two, he, he removes fear. And number three, he releases hope. I hope today that as we have spent these few minutes together, that hope has been released in you. I pray today that you will live by faith and you'll trust in Jesus and every day you walk with him, he gets sweeter and sweeter every single day because you're leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all along. Leaning, leaning, leaning on everlasting arms I'm leaning leaning safe and secure from all alarm I'm leaning 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 on the everlasting I'm so glad that Anthony Showalter wrote the hymn, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. I'm so glad that Michael Clater came down to an ICU room in Miami, Jackson South Memorial, and sang that hope. That, that song filled with life and peace. I'm so glad today that we've been able to focus on that beautiful hymn, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Listen, you're leaning on somebody, you're leaning on something. It better be something strong. It better be something secure. I can't think of a better person to lean on than Christ. I want you to go to him today. I want you to, 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 to repent today of the pride that creeps up in all of us, that, that, that dependency in our own self that we can figure this out and do that. Just simply repent and, and say, God, help me to lean on you. Help me to put my trust in you. And when you do that, he gives you confidence. He removes fear. He fills you with hope and you're able to make it through another day. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you. God, in a world that is unstable, in a world that is shaky, in a world that is tumbling, God, you are a strong force that we can lean on. And I pray today, God, as people are watching all across Central Florida today, God, that they will make a decision to lean on you. 
that they will look to you to be their strength, their source. God, we repent from that spirit of pride and we ask you to help us to put our trust in you and to lean on you today. We're grateful for it today and we bless you today. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord keep his hands upon you and be gracious to you. May God fill you with a spirit of, of faith to navigate through this life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you next week, 1030, right here, Facebook and pinecastleumc.com for our online worship service. God bless you. We'll see you then.